Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center and contact center podcast. So we try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. How's everybody doing? Excited for today's show. Going to try to do something a little bit different. For any of you who have not joined the texting community, that today shows a, a reason why you should. So all I want you to do is is text text call center to the number 814-247-0366. That will get you set up to the advice from a call center geek texting community. You're not going to get flooded with text. You're not going to get garbage text. There's no sales involved. Everything is confidential between you and me. You know, once, once it comes up, you don't see the other people that are in the community. Basically, it's it's just a way for me to give you guys some some extra exclusive content and do some other things that I can do with a smaller group um, than with the podcast kind of community as a whole. So one of the things that we've done is we've started a anonymous mailbag with the texting community. So basically, questions get texted to me. They just come to me. No one else sees who they're who they're from. And I anonymously answer them and, and post them on LinkedIn. And then every couple of weeks, we're going to take some of those questions and we're going to do a podcast episode so everyone else can can hear them as well. So again, just another really cool way for us to interact together. So if you just want to, again, text call center to 814-247-0366, that will get you signed up. And again, it's not going to flood your inbox. I never do any kind of sales. If I don't think it's going to add value, I don't send. Um, And then this is a way too, if you have any questions for me, um, I'm I'm there to answer as, as many of them as I possibly can. All right, so let's get into some of the questions. So these are actual questions that podcast listeners had. Um, you know, everyone pretty much from the Texan community is a, is from the the podcast, or or they've at least heard about me or the the community from that. So again, these are basically your peers, our peers, my peers um, that that just had some questions. So let's let's throw these out to, in in an episode, and hopefully we can we can help a bunch of you guys out. All right, so question number one. Was what are some of the ways that that you're hiring, recruiting during COVID? You know, what social platforms are the best? And I think for me, this has been relatively an easy transition because we are very digital in in how we recruited. So there's a couple things that that we do and we're still doing right now, and, and maybe some of these take a kind of a higher precedence too. Is number one is is referrals. So. I say that kind of with a caveat, and you guys have heard me say this before. If you like the culture of your call center, if you like the reps in your call center, if you're if you're you're meeting and hitting numbers, uh, then then you really want to exercise and, and make sure that you're using 
your, your referral program. So basically, there's a saying that you are the sum of the closest five people that you hang out with, right? So basically, if you like your call center, let's try to get more of those people in here. So for us, for a referral program, uh, we'd basically do $5 for an interview. So if somebody comes in and actually does the interview, that rep will get $5. The, the referral person will get $5. $10 if we hire them. And then if they stay past the 90-day probation period, right, go through training, they're on the phones, then we give them $200. So we have some reps that, you know, every, you know, every single month, you know, have, are, could be making 250 sometimes 400 bucks um, just for, for having good referrals. The other thing that we do is we still, you know, use some job boards. We're, we're pretty much an Indeed company. The problem with Indeed is it is quantity over quality a lot of times, but still, um, we get a constant stream of applications this way. And as we're moving more virtual and more at home, um, and maybe expanding our footprint of who we're hiring, and I think a lot of you are kind of in that same boat. Indeed, I think can stretch, you know, beyond the the borders of maybe what your your Facebook or or what those those types of, of platforms can do. Speaking of Facebook, that's our number one recruiting channel. If you have not used Facebook for recruiting, you're making a giant colossal mistake. It is extremely cheap, especially if you're looking to hire in in certain neighborhoods or certain cities that may be around where your contact center is. So basically, I set up a when we're when we're trying to hire, I set a $300 budget up for 5 days, right? So you can kind of do the math there. It's it's, it's not very expensive. We can pinpoint exactly uh, where we want to target, you know, a, a potential hire. So it's not just like you're putting it out to all Facebook, <laughs> right? Uh, you can kind of really pick and choose and kind of segment uh, where where some of those those ads are going to show. So I think if you haven't done that, the other thing I'm gonna, I will say with this is is don't just post on your Facebook page and boost it, right? Because you can boost it. Um, actually create a job post because you get more criteria for how you want to select and choose and how the ad looks. So I don't want to say don't be lazy, uh, but don't just, you know, you can maybe boost a post in addition to what you're doing, but don't have that be kind of your, your main, you know, kind of targeted um, audience for for that type of, of job. Make sure that you're setting up an actual Facebook job post um, and you can kind of see that on your Facebook page. Now, any type of, of senior person still, you know, we're, we're going to hit LinkedIn for that. You know, Indeed and LinkedIn are sales. We want somebody that's a, a C-level or, you know, has some type of specific skill um, that, you know, is, is maybe in a, a more of a management role in the company. You know, that's where really, um, you know, LinkedIn kind of Kind of comes into play for us for sure. All right, so that's kind of how we're we're kind of getting through the recruiting aspect of of COVID. And again, that really hasn't changed too much for us because we utilize Facebook a lot, we utilize referrals a lot, um, and Indeed has kind of always been there. I love this next question, right? And it's how do you monitor and care for the emotional well being of the work from home agents, right? So we all know that you know if you just say, "Hey, you're going to work from home," everybody thinks that that's great. But what you don't realize is there's a lot that goes with that. There's the stress of having maybe children at home. There's the stress of of not being able to to hang out with your buddies at work. Um, you know, talk about things. You know, the whole the whole gossip stuff, right? Everybody kind of gets involved in a little bit of that, and it and it it's kind of a a normalcy that people kind of look for. So, you know, what are some of the things that that we're doing to kind of help with the the emotional well being? Um, and a couple things that we're doing is number one, we have to communicate more with our agents. Um, it is so easy to just kind of do a morning meeting and then let the day go, 
right? Let let the day just kind of coast by. But you know, we've talked about this a lot about, and and some of you guys kind of give me some pushback on it, which I'm okay with. Um, I think I'm right, but uh, but pushback on how how many interactions you should have with your reps, right? So from doing a video chat with with the whole team to doing individual video chats throughout the day, we say breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Um, to doing just personalized, quick Slack or in Teams or in Skype, just just IMs like, hey guys, great job, service levels at eighty six percent, talk time looks really good, Janie, great QA score last last half hour, things like that. It goes a long way to to, to I don't know making a making the the job a little bit more normal um, and not making it you know, maybe having somebody want to kind of go off the rails a little bit with, with kind of how they're acting or what they're doing or, or how they're interacting with customers. It's, it's just important to to know that we're communicating. You guys are really important to us. We're always going to be here to, to kind of help you. Um, the other thing is I'm working very hard on this because this is probably, again, the number one question that I get is um, how do we play games at home? Right. And you need to figure this out. And, and I'm going to try to help you figure this out. We are trying to desperately come up with you know, all the things that we're doing, but I'm going to try to kind of ask you guys too, right? So if, if anybody's in the texting community or if you guys join or if you, you are on Facebook in the Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook community or you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, I'd love to hear some of your games. We're just going to put them all together in a blog post. I'm going to try to do a podcast episode just on games to play um, with work from home. But a couple of things that, that pop right into mind that are super easy that you could do right now without any kind of setup is, you know, we've talked about that there's Jeopardy and there's Wheel of Fortune online for free, right? And you can set them up and customize them to your organization. So you could ask questions about the program that they're on, maybe ask questions about you know the organization, your company, or maybe it's Susie's birthday. I was, use Susie a lot, I know, but it's Susie's birthday and we want to just talk about and ask questions about her life. I don't know. You you can kind of think of some things that way too that I think are are kind of fun. Wheel of Fortune, you can kind of do the same way, right? Create those phrases or those sentences that uh, that need to be solved. Um, so that's kind of fun. And you know, there's still dice and card games. Really, anything that's visual, right? So think of anything that's visual that you could do through video or you could take a picture of. I think that that that's that's kind of fun. You know, one of the things that one of the supervisors here brought up too is would they play I Spy? And either the rep or the supervisor will like take a picture of the room that they're in, right? So maybe they're in their living room taking calls and we'll do kind of like a 20 question kind of thing with every time like a good score comes in or a good, you know, a good QA score or um, they hit a, they hit a, <laughs> some type of KPI and then we have a prize, prize for that. So again, use your imagination, talk to your reps as well, ask them about some games that they're kind of thinking of or doing. Start to develop your own kind of portfolio of work from home and then kind of brick and mortar games. I think that that's important. The other thing that that we have not really done as well. Well, we've done the we've done one of these, but uh, virtual hangouts or virtual happy hours. Right, culture wise, we really don't do virtual happy hours, uh, but we have done some hangouts for birthdays. Right, where everybody kind of gets on at the end of the day and and, and kind of sings and and we have a virtual cake and and all that. But depending on your organization and depending on your culture, if you want to do some virtual happy hours, virtual lunches, you know, those types of things I think are really important and can kind of make, again, things feel a little bit normal. Um, you know, either you can give everybody a, a gift card and, and everybody says, hey, on Thursday, we're all going to use that gift card or, you know, there's certain things that you guys can do to, to kind of make it 
make it fun and and again make it a, have a sense of normalcy with the with what's going on with the work at home. And the other thing that we have started to plan now that things I don't want to say are totally calmed down, but it seems like it once again after we kind of had that COVID kind of ramp up, we're kind of coming back down hopefully a little bit, especially you know here in northwestern Pennsylvania is is rotate teams in the office, right? So, you know, maybe you have half of the employees or 20% of the employees or certain teams like a tier one or a tier two or just the customer service people come in and work for a week in, in the office and then take maybe a week or two off and kind of, you know, you have to give that to so reps can, can plan their life, right? And plan and understand when they're going to come in. But I think that's another way to kind of ease back into things and also kind of again makes makes things feel like hey things are going to be okay um and, and gets you guys to 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 reinforce culture reinforce the things that you can do much more easily here you know when you're when you're at at the office you know compared to when you're you know just everybody's kind of at home all right so that's a that's kind of my answer to that again so that was just how, how do we care and monitor for the emotional well-being of of some of our agents at when they're at home the next question I got is more on the technology side, and it's, Tom, can you make a budgetary or an ROI case for speech analytics? And, you know, I think that this is really an interesting question, and the the first part how I answered this kind of in the blog is, is, is I want to know, you know, how are you getting customer feedback now? Because if you're using CSAT scoring, if you're using after-call surveys, if you're using NPS scoring where you're sending emails out or... All of that, I believe, and you guys know my thought process on the my thought process on this can go away, right? Because I think analytics can can take a big portion of that into account um, and really kind of wrap all those the, those different ways of kind of doing after call things um, and and do it better. So what I would say from there is is you could probably get away or get rid of a lot of you know those other type of surveying tools that you're using and and, and that you're paying for. Um, the other thing is it's really difficult for me to say, it's almost like, how can you afford not to have it? It's kind of one of those, you know, how much would you really pay? So let's say this is five or six years ago, or even 10 years ago, you know, how much would you pay? And and what do you think the ROI is? If you could learn, um, what percentage of your customers were, were happy or sad, you know, when they were calling in. And then what if you could take that happier sadness and then correlate it to specific keywords and reasons why that they were sad or, or, or happy with with the kind of the the process of what they've gone through with your organization from a sales process to maybe a delivery to customer service the whole spectrum of that customer journey you know we can really now pinpoint on, onto what are the pain points for customers and it's a lot of times it's it's something that you would never know um, really without that so. You know, I think that that's a really big piece from an ROI standpoint is, is all of the improvements that you can make to the customer journey that maybe you can't put an exact cost on, but um, someone smarter than me definitely can um, when it comes to the overall organization and, and looking at you know everything from the first time that they looked at your website to go purchase something or walked into a store to when they made that phone call or when they tried to make that purchase online to when the delivery came, all those touch points, you know, we can, if there's any type of weakness in them, it can be covered with, with speech analytics when they're, when they're calling in. The other thing that I think you can see an instant ROI in is the customer experience. If you, if you pay your reps off of analytics, 
right? Again, we've talked about this, paying your reps off of positive sentiment. So basically, incenting your reps to be nice, which we always want to do, and we think we do that through QA, and we think we fix it through QA, and, and that's how we do it. But 100% of the calls we're listening to, or or, or the, the system is listening to. So I think that that's a really... You know, a, a really big deal that's almost priceless, right? To have to have that type of in-depth listening going on and then to have your reps know that, hey, not only do we want you to do a good job, but we're going to pay you more really to to do this piece of it that we've never really been able to to kind of put any type of of, of number to or metric to that, that now that we can. So another question that uh, that came in, and I'm going to be very, I don't know, I don't want to say forceful on this, but you know, what is my uh, thought process on using voicemail in the call center? And very simply, my thoughts on voicemails, I absolutely hate it. And I hate the use for it um, in 95% of, of every set of circumstances. The only time I can see it relatively being okay to use is maybe if you want to not abandon and you want to have someone answer or some type of interaction with a third shift, right? So maybe you don't want to staff from 11 to 7 because you have six phone calls that come in over that eight hours. I think I'm okay with voicemail at that period, right? But if you're going to use voicemail for heavy cues, right, that's a real huge issue. You know, if you're going to use it for kind of regular weekends when the volume's high but you just don't want to staff it, that's not a great customer experience. And I would probably love to see a cost analysis in your organization to see what you're actually losing compared to what you're gaining by not staffing it. Um, The bottom line is voicemail is used when a lot of organizations either don't want to put the money towards their service center, don't really value the customer experience as much, or there's just that that higher up executive that thinks it's fine, right? Just, Just as long as as we're going to get back to them at some point, right? That's the process, right? And a lot of times, you know, it, it someone's getting back to you in 24 hours. It causes a lot of issues. If you're not there, then they call back in and it can actually generate a lot more call volume and a lot more expense than you think um, just by not taking that phone call the, the first time. So again, if you're having heavy cues, invest in a virtual callback platform or some software or Learn how to program that on your platform so that you know you don't have to send people to voicemail, which is not a not a great customer experience <laughs> really at all. So that's kind of what I got here, guys, for for some of the the first mailbag questions. Um, I thought they're they're pretty good. I would love to see more of these are coming in. We had about six or seven of them coming over the weekend too. So, you know, we'll continue to kind of, you know, see what ones I think are worth the the group listening to and, and can improve the the overall experience and, and maybe answer some questions that you guys have out there. But again, I'm wide open for questions. Join the texting community or join the Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook community. Uh, we'd love to have you there as well. Uh, so again, guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on next week. I have a couple guests, guests, did I say that right? Guests that are scheduled here um, coming up both on the technology side and on some of the operational side. So I think that, that you're going to enjoy that um, in the next couple weeks. I'll probably be back solo next week, but after that, I think we'll have a, we'll have a couple weeks of guests. So again, thank you guys very much for listening. I love you guys. It's It's been just so much fun to do this. And again, we're almost at 50,000 downloads of episodes, which is just, again, it's just so awesome. So again, 
Thank you guys very much, and I'll talk to all you guys next week.